the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is The Rob Black Show. It's one of those shows where we're talking about retirement, but from a different perspective, we're talking about real estate investing. Um, There's ways to get wealthy. You can earn money. You can invest money. You can save money. One of the areas that I look at as a liability is real estate, whereas a lot of people look at it as an asset. Um, This month, I've got a mortgage payment, and if I don't pay it, the bank will get mad at me, and they'll start screwing with my credit score. And then two or three months from now, they're going to say, we're going to foreclose on you. We're going to take that property away. So I look at real estate as a liability that grows into an asset. But a lot of people look at real estate as an asset because we've – I'm sitting with Tony Mendez with BayAreaLoanSource.com. He does a show here Thursday evening with his partner, Gordon Hines. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Um, train of thought just kind of slipped there for just a second. But the asset versus liability angle is something that people don't take seriously at times. You know the only people I've ever met who went bankrupt? Typically medical costs. And number two would be mortgages that they couldn't keep up with because they became real estate investors like Donald Trump. Donald Trump's not a real estate investor. Donald Trump puts his name on a building. He doesn't own the real estate. He owns the name on the building. So yeah, There's no doubt that that's one of the fastest ways you can destroy you know, several years of uh, ability, your credit, for example, yeah. is to um, – Fail in real estate. Um, not a lot of people talk about failures in real estate. They should talk about it more. Uh, it, it seems like most realtors, most investors, most people who own homes always say it's great to own real estate. We know one very personally, my brother, my sister-in-law, yeah. who is was always buy real estate. It's the best thing ever. In fact, all of their eggs are in real estate. Just for the record, real your, estate. your sister-in-law is a dumb bimbo. She's got a bad augmentation job. She's got a bad hair job. She's a bimbo. And she talks about real estate because that's the way she makes money. Um, I should. I'm not t- offended, by the way. I know. I know you're not, and that's the craziest part about it. Like when I came back, I, I know you and your brother, and I consider you both longtime friends. And I came back one year after living in California for a couple of years, and she didn't once ask one question of me. She didn't like, "How's California? How's the weather? How's the earthquake?" Like on the East Coast, it's a joke to talk about the earthquakes in the West Coast. And she's just self-absorbed. Yeah. She's one of those real estate agents I despise. Um, and uh, and she's, yet she's giving you know financial advice to the largest transaction you're ever going to make. Yes, uh, which is uh, you know she, she she has a high school education. But with that said, if, if I want to add to the bashing, oh yeah, how about the fact that she was a phone girl who married a pizza uh, owner? <laughs> how about that? How about that for a, a gold digger? When it's all said and done, they as a family they've done well. Um, it's it's but it is difficult to. It just lends to the business that a re- real estate isn't always perfect, um, and it, it's tough to find people that you trust. Yeah, and, and 
that's why I like people who've been in the business for a long period of time. Like, yeah. Um, and that's where we, we talked earlier again about some of the some of the technologies now that are being adopted by the industry and by the, the borrowers yeah. just t- it, it eliminates the human element and you because you trust your your other apps your YouTubes or whatever else you're using your Instagrams and TikToks and so on why not trust this uh, mortgage app hmm I'll just put my social security number in and I'm, I'm I apply for a loan it takes that human element out which I believe you know you really need but it's you know but but my sister in law she might be embracing that because she doesn't no longer has to you know be a, that much of a professional. And it's also attracting more people to the business. For the record, I there's some things I find just weird about real estate. And again, you don't have to have any education to be a real estate agent. And all you have to do is say, hey, I've got a nice car. Look at me. I'm successful. Um, do you know there's one guy in radio, and I, I can't say his name. Um, he's a real estate guy. He pushes real estate. At age 50, he owned nothing. He lived with his dad. And yet he was like, oh, everyone should buy real estate. Everyone should buy. It's the greatest investment you'll ever make. I can't say his name because. No, I understand. Yeah. So. (laughs) But again, talking about like shameless. So, okay. So the person that I wanted to talk about briefly is um, dated a girl whose dad had a home in Fremont. He goes out and buys a second home feeling good about himself. Uh, Borrows money from the first home to buy the second home. Borrows money from the first home to buy a third home. Borrows money from the first home to buy a fourth home. And then the Great Recession hits, and he lost all four homes. Um, Bankrupt. So his wife then has a heart attack. No, no, a stroke. So she's like 300 pounds. And I was like, this is a horrible thing to do to a 35-year-old girl. So now her dad is broke and bankrupt. He's taking a second job cleaning carpets. Then he has a heart attack and dies. And the mom who's 300 pounds has to, the daughter who's 35 and beautiful and she's looking for a husband and she's like, uh, it's socially moving up. She's got a great job. She's got a great career. And then she has to take care of her mom because the dad got stupid because he, he saw Tariq El Musa flip this house. And he's like, I can be like Donald Trump and Tariq El Musa. When he does those real estate seminars, he's not really there. It's a cardboard cutout and a video presentation and his handlers are trying to teach you how to flip real estate. I don't like the flipping angle. Although, it, here's where I do like the flipping angle. Uh, if I was a hot chick like your sister-in-law, <laughs> I would marry a contractor and we would flip houses. She would be the real estate agent. He would do the work. Now, again, that's incredibly sexist of me and I'm totally joking, but I'm not. There's something there. Contractors can flip houses, but not many other people can because they, they control the labor cost. Yeah, it, it doesn't help that um, part of the industry that flippers, yeah. we don't like saying it, we, we call them resales, are, are making more profit today than they've ever made. So there's still an attraction towards that. So somebody like Tik El Musa, who I don't follow, I don't follow those types of real estate investors. I, I kind of bounce off of their rhetoric, but um, the 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 they prey on that type of information that it's still available to the public to make money. This is how you can make money in real estate where it's the long game. That, why but yeah, you? the people they appeal to though, typically if you ever go to the hotels that they're doing the shows at, they're pretty low income. They're, they're not Steve Jobs. They're not Bill Gates. They're not me. I've got a pretty good income, pretty good net worth. It's, I'm not spending my time at a hotel learning to flip or flop a house. For the record, I know the producer of the TV show, and he's like, it's a massive fake. 
So like, oh, they're going to buy a house and oh, in, in Manhattan Beach, we can't put a there's a power line here. We're not. What are we going to do? They knew the power line was there before they, they got into the episode. But anyway, still attracts a lot of people, though. So coming up, I'm going to talk about one of the biggest secrets in real estate and in investing. This is the Rob Black Show. Anyhow, it's Tony Mendez with BayAreaLoanSource.com. We are in a crazy real estate market. Let's talk about that. We've talked a lot about the history. We've talked about my first home. It was a $99,500 home that I sold for $200,000. Talking about getting lucky in real estate, right? My current home is a 1,600 square foot home that I bought for $950,000. Kind of sneaked in and got it right before Easter. Um, they were supposed to do an open house, and the realtor was from... 25 miles away and she didn't realize it was that hot of a market and she made a mistake and do the open house. So I got it below asking probably the last house on the peninsula to get it below housing is my guess that doubled in value. So I just did. I just bought another home. Um, and it's all cash. It's the first time I haven't used you. And I feel very, very weird about that. Um, I knew that in this hot market, if I didn't do all cash, I wasn't going to get it. And I, I don't like that whole process of looking at a home, saying you want a home, and then get into multiple offers. And like my realtor, I I I, I kind of threw an elbow at her chest and at her rib cage and said, "We'll get the home." And she goes, "Why are you so confident?" I'm like, "All cash offer." Um, is that? Are you seeing more of that where people come to you after the fact? Like I'm, I've come to you after the fact, and you told me about a replenishment loan. I've never heard of a replenishment loan. It's not technically a replenishment loan, but I can get a mortgage after. I buy a house with cash. I did not know that. Yeah, it's you're talking about cash offers. Uh, they've definitely grown in the market. Yeah. Uh, they peaked last year. Uh, all cash offers will get your offer accepted. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, you, you might even get less uh, a lower price because you're offering cash. You get the seller gets the money in 10 days. It's beautiful. It's a great transaction, especially when you have another property that you have to go to. A lot of sellers need to get the money to buy another house. Um, the replenishment loan is called delayed financing. So you, the, the rules are if you buy a house and you want to get cash out of it, yeah. you have to wait six months. But there are rules you can do it right away if you use what they call delayed financing. It's the same kind of rates for a cash out loan, but it's a refinance. You're refinancing a zero balance into whatever your accounting limit is for Fannie Mae. Is that a loan that would come with like a coupon book, like a 30 year, like every month I have to send in a payment. Same loan, same 30 year fixed. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And somehow I've never known about this, but it makes sense. Taking out a loan against your own asset. And it's probably, I'm probably more attractive to borrow that money because I, I had the, the wherewithal to buy it in cash. Yeah. It, it, you can, you can borrow your money, mm -hmm. your own money, if you have it to buy the house in cash and then replenish it. It's, it's a great tool. A lot of people use it. Um, there, as long as it's your money you're replacing, there's very other, very few other rules and restrictions. So one of the things about this home, um, and I'm moving to Marin, uh, off the peninsula, worthy of note that uh, I was talking to a stager about some of his furniture, and he said, congratulations getting off the peninsula. Hmm. And it was the first time that that really hit me of like, I'm really living in a crowded area, really dense, and it has really changed a lot in the last 10 years. Um, in the last 20, in the last 30, in the last 40, in the last 50. Like every 10 years, real estate does change. Um, I think that's worthy of note. But you told me something that was kind of beautiful. And I, I love the word beautiful. I'm using that a lot right now. Beautiful, beautiful. I put up a video of my kid playing soccer. 
And he's I beautiful. Use the beautiful. Beautiful. Because his coach is Spanish and he's beautiful. Um, but that's off topic. Um, you said, now you're a comp. I never thought of that philosophically. Um, and again, let's, a, a comp is a comparable sale. Right. Right. So let's say I paid $3 million or let's say I paid $911 for square footage. There's square footage of 600 There's Some homes are going for 700 Nicer homes are going for 800 Really nice homes are going for 900 Now I'm a comp, and that'll, that's the secret that I wanted to get to, is that same thing with, with stocks. If you buy Apple at 200 someone sold it at 200 it's it's um, that can backfire in some ways. Sure, um, a lot of realtors will convince you that you are a comp by pay, overpaying on the price. Right? Oh, you went two or three hundred thousand over, but you now become a comp. Now yeah. the next buyer can do it. as long as the next buyer. It's kind of remember the pyramid schemes, right? Where as long as somebody at the other end yeah. kept buying, um, that happened in in the uh, before the Great Recession. Yeah. Uh, we saw for the record, I'm not expecting to make any money on this property. Well, of course not. I mean, I, but they, I wanted to hold somewhere close to it. Comp, comp, right? Comparison. But in Comparable. leading up to the Great Recession, we, it was more driven by the, um, and I hate saying this, by the mortgage industry, yeah, yeah. where a loan officer would say, oh, you know, I I can't get, the, I need a eight hundred thousand dollar value. And then one appraiser would say, well, I get seven hundred. So he'd just pick up the phone and call another appraiser. I'll get seven fifty. And then he'll do that until he gets somebody who says eight hundred thousand, so he could do a cash out loan. That you know the investor would, the owner would completely leverage the property. So things have changed quite a bit when it comes to that. There's um, new laws that have come into effect for appraisers. Um, I, did you get an appraisal? No. Okay. Um, and and you can tie this into the whole like cash offer. If if you're going in there with five hundred thousand dollars down on a two million dollar property, but you have to overbid by five hundred, but the appraisal doesn't come in. You're, you're putting a hundred, it's a hundred percent financing. You can't do a hundred percent financing anymore. So it's t- it, it, that cash offer takes out the, the, the loan person, the person with the loan. And, and again, another advantage towards that, the, uh, the all cash offer. I had an appraiser look at the property, which is interesting to note. Appra- um, appraiser inspector, uh, appraiser, um, came in and basically it's like, okay, so it's not bolted down. It's not properly bolted down. He kind of gave me retrofit, the, retrofit and, Anyway, long story short, I kind of snuck one in, but that's off the record. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. It's Rob Black Show. You can find Tony Mendez at Bayer at LoanSource.com. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reveal a little bit more on that secret. That wasn't the payoff there. It's coming. The Rob Black Show is on social media, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Search The Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Today is part of the end more. Now, everyone knows that I talk stocks, and typically on Fridays, I kind of break that and talk strategy. Today, we're talking the strategy of real estate. Um, I played goalkeeper growing up into college, and you have to be kind of a nut to play goalkeeper in my mind. Um, protecting the night high. Uh, it, it, it's, it's a great sport. It's a great position to play in large part because there's no position as noble as a goalkeeper. And if you watch the World Cup next year, you're going to love it. And if you watch the European 2020 championships, even though it's in 2021, when you saw Switzerland in penalty kicks beat the number one team in the world, France, it's pretty sweet. Um, goalkeeper, most noble position. So you were just asking. Um, I was showing you some video highlights of my kid this year, and he's a keeper. Both my kids are keepers. Um, 
and like he just came out of goal. I'm, I'm playing it at Rob Black's show. So I put up a video of him yesterday to kind of jack him up because he's a little depressed with COVID and all. And uh, he comes out of goal at the right time. He gets aggressive when he has to. He's very smart. Um, but if people want to see my kid, you can go to Rob Black's show and take a look at the video. But you could also get a lot of like this radio shows here, there. And you could also get my TV work there as well. So um, the secret thing that I was talking about, Tony, um, and you, you kind of brought this up, and I, I kind of agree. You didn't know you were saying it, but the stock market can't really fail. It can't go to zero, and I don't think real estate can either. I was showing you a chart with the Federal Reserve and how they showed home prices from the 1960s. Average home was 40000 and it just slowly goes up. And I showed you the recessions where there's a little bit of a downturn in 2010 home prices, but not much. Um, it holds value. Stock market will too, in theory. Um, and here's my conspiracy theory. This is my my Bigfoot moment. It's my UFO. And for the record, the UFO images that came out this summer, they're just glitches. They're optical glitches with infrared. There are not UFOs visiting us. Do you know why I know that? Because half the world has a smartphone right now. We've not seen one picture from a smartphone. Just, just that's mine. My opinion. My opinion. Um, yeah, so you brought it up a little earlier today. You said, like, yeah, housing prices can't really crash. Um, I don't know if I said it quite like that, but... Yeah. I, I think you can get in bad markets, for sure. I think you can buy bad properties. Well, we can go as... Let's just use the last dip in home yeah. prices as an example and, and why it happened. It, it, it was led because the example of using appraisers trying to push up values as well as, as sellers. And then the mortgage industry's riskier products, which neither of those two elements exist today. Let, let me stop you real quick because the audience didn't pick up what you just said. The last dip in real estate, mortgage lenders were telling their appraisers, no, 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 no. I want that to come back at 1.2 million, not 1 million. You, you need to find another $200,000 that appraisal. Or I'm going to but they would just call Or I'm going to use somebody else. Right. That's that a, that element a, has been taken out with what they call a home valuation code of conduct. Uh, mortgage companies, loan officers, doesn't even matter if it's a processor cannot talk to appraisers. We have to use what they call appraisal management companies. So that element's gone. So now you you compare that to the other aspects of uh, real estate today. A lot more First of all, we also have what they call qualified mortgages, meaning and the ability to repay rules, which came out of Dodd-Frank. And these of um, the, the buyers and the refinancers, the owners, are so much more invested, not only with the more down payment in their property and, and more equity now, mm -hmm. but with the way that they bought their property and yeah. refinanced. It, it, and for example, you, you've put more skin in the game. It's, in fact, all skin in the game. It's, it's a cash offer. And, and you own 100% of the property. Um, but when you add all of those things together and the lack of inventory and the way people are buying houses, where is where is the downfall? Why would why would we snowball effect again towards a mass sell-off? There's not enough housing. Uh, there's, there's constraints in supply and labor and costs when it comes to building. Builders are not making enough affordable housing. People are going to continue renting. In fact, there are large companies that just build houses to rent. It's called yeah. buy, uh, build to rent, BTR. Um, a, a new phrase that you will continue hearing um, and maybe even worth investing in. A lot of people. I love that band, BTR. <laughs> BTR. And um, BTS. So, so when you add all of those factors together, how you give me another reason why you think home prices would go down? Interest rates? 
Well, again, right. again, we're not well, promising going... anything. We're not guaranteeing anything because we're not allowed to do that. But back to my world, and we'll ping pong back and forth. We can't have the stock market crash and go to zero. Too many people in America would, would lose their, their future. We can't have the real estate market crash and go to zero. Now, again, there could be an environmental disaster like Three Mile Island. That could forever change the real earthquake estate. Earthquake in the Bay Area, but earthquake regionally, Area. of course. But even if there's an earthquake, um, the home that I just bought for three mil, um, earthquake knocks it down, right? You still got a property that's worth $2.2 million. It's The house is worth 800000 There's still some value there that you can rebuild. Um, so the mentality you're talking yeah. about is this, what we call skin in the game. You have more invested into the property where you're not going to bail. Now, and I think the, our government realizes that. They do. And, and then you also look at the other statistic, which I believe is, is very important, and people are living in their house longer, um, a lot longer. It used to be, on average, about seven years. Depending on who you ask, that's anywhere between 12 and 14 years now. So people are no longer saying, I'm going to just keep flipping, not flipping, but um, moving from house to house, upgrading and so on. They're just they're, they're investing into their property. They're, they're building up or they're building out um, as their families grow. We're actually, that's probably one of the most, uh, popular cash out transactions that we do right now is is people are just renovating their home because they 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 can't move to a you know a better school district because they they're priced out yeah uh, so that's what they're doing and and in in a sense it's it's helping the communities immensely because you have that long term family oriented type of environment now as opposed to the you know the, the the turnover that we were used to many years ago so we'll conclude this thought that. I truly believe that our government's rigging the system with the low interest rates. Because let me just put it this way. My stock portfolio is at an all-time high. My real estate portfolio is at an all-time high. And correct me if I'm wrong, we just went through COVID. We just went through a pandemic where people couldn't go to work. And my stock portfolio is at an all-time high. And my real estate, I'm not smoking crack. I'm not whack like crack. I'm not, you know, I'm not out of my mind. Um, who was that? That was um, and uh, the singer, Bobby Brown and Whitney Houston. Whitney. And whack like crack. <laughs> I don't know. I just, for some reason, that's always stuck in my head. But um, am I crazy? Like we went through 9-11 and the stock market still continues to work. And the real estate market still continues to work. Um, bond market's not working terribly effectively. And again, I'm not promising or guaranteeing anything. My chief compliance officer would hate this segment. So the, the word we but use, I think our government, low interest rates, is uh, well, help people we, who have. The word we use is artificially inflated. Okay. Uh, um, but at the same time. That sounds like me in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> wow. When can we turn off the mic and have a real Pfizer's Viagra conversation? <laughs> artificially inflated. Um, Go ahead, please, please. So uh, artificially inflated, and uh, of course, a lot has to do with the interest rates. Um, historically, interest rates are around 6%. Six and a quarter before all this started, it's about 6% now. We've had a great run from 2013 with a couple of bips up to 4.81 was the highest we, interest rate we've seen since. When was that? Uh, in 2018. Okay. According to Freddie Mac's weekly survey yeah. and so on. And now it's down below 3%. It's kind of bumping up and down. The lowest rate we saw was 2.67. What happens when real estate goes to, when mortgage rates go to 6.5%? Historical norm. Well, it, as a seller, and this is, it, it depends on the environment of inventory. And it all comes down to inventory. It's a supply and demand issue right now. 
if you have no supply, interest rates will have very little effect or a smaller effect as it, as interest rates go up and it, on home prices. So it depends on the inventory in that environment two or three or four years later. So we know the Fed in 2022 is going uh, 2023. I think by the end we'll have two rate hikes. I don't know if they've really guaranteed it, but they say they want to do it. I don't think that's going to really affect home prices and the for most people in the United States. We're at an all time high right now. Yeah, I believe that we're setting a new plateau. Yeah, and I I really think that that's what we're playing with is a new plateau as opposed to any kind of um, uh, downturn in prices. I just don't see it happening with the amount of, of the way people have bought homes, and I keep repeating myself, and the way people and the amount of invested dollars they have in their property and, and the amount of inventory. It's just, it just, I just don't see it. I agree with you. And so, they- I, so I think at the end, I think summing it up for me is I like real estate. It's long term. You're going to, I mean, 10 years of paying a principal interest, a principal payment is a lot of equity continually being built. It's, yeah. it's, it's like your own bank account. Depends on what you're doing with it, of course, but um, the idea of your home is a piggy bank in your. Well, as long as you're not robbing Peter to pay Paul, we yeah. see a lot of people that put just money into real estate. Poor Peter. <laughs> Good for Paul. Weren't you the one who told me to to plug in your electricity to your neighbor's house? I did. I did. When he's on vacation, <laughs> my neighbor just went to Portland, 116 degrees, and I got my uh, extension cord. I'm running my refrigerator off of it. I got his hose. I'm washing my car with his house. I'm like, yeah, I'll watch your house for you. Don't worry about it. Um, that's evil. Meanwhile, his ring, his ring doorbell is what you're, you're being observed. Oh, that's, I'm, I'm that's pretty sure. Probably so. But he's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> evil Rob Black. What was some of my other evil Rob Black stuff? I drink a, uh, oh, yeah. Drink Tony's beer. beer. Yeah, Tony's drink beer. my good beer and bring cheap beer. Yeah. Always bring Milwaukee's best. Because it will blind you. Um, but anyhow, uh, you can find me online at Rob Black Show. Is this Whitney? Me? Crack is whack, baby. Crack is whack. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. You can find Tony at Bay Area Loan Source. He does all my mortgages. He's even going to do a new one for me, even though I bought a house with cash. What's that all about? You can find him online at BayAreaLoanSource.com. This is The Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Talking real estate today with Tony Mendez. He has a show here on KDOW. Thursday nights, Bay Area Loan Source. He's got a podcast out there. How can people find your podcast? Website, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Did you know you can also go to Apple and type in Tony Mendez, probably? Yep. Send it there uh, as well. Apple and Google. I have an app on my phone called audio uh, and inside of it I can go to podcasts and whoops I'm turning my camera showing you how fancy it is a lot of people don't know that they're like I don't get a podcast it's the button on your phone called podcast <laughs> so real estate um, rental properties flipping houses owning a home that you're gonna live in owning a home that you're gonna die in it's interesting this is this last house I'm, I'm basically buying it for the high school years and then I'll have one more property in me maybe a retirement home Something one story, not two. Something probably beachy um, that the grandkids could come visit. Uh, that's my thought. And uh, it all started with me buying a condo. Townhouse. Was it a condo? Townhouse. It was a townhouse. It was a townhouse that had homeowner's fees. Well, it was really interesting. You know when I bought that and I told you it was $99,500? One year later, they named that community a historic district. 
So that helped, and that helped a lot, and that's why it became worth two hundred thousand. All because get this, Richard Nixon lived there. Though so, not in that house, but in that community, and they're all brick homes, and they're they're still lovely to look at. But uh, it was a townhouse, so um, that's my life cycle. So I bought one house to live in and find a, a love in, then moved in. Um, that didn't work out. Moved to California, bought a home, got a rental property, bought a bigger home in California, and my next home will be something I die in. So. Um, as a mortgage lender right now, um, are we at the top of the market? Do people feel that they're at the top of the market? Are they coming to you going, I just got to get in? Or are they coming to you going, like, I feel good about this? Like I we, told you the other day, have... if I wait another one year, my home went up 13% last year. If it goes up another 10% and a $2 million home goes up, it's $200,000. So we're, we're hearing that more from realtors, believe it or not, than we are hearing it from owners. Oh, pull my leg! You're telling me realtors think it's a hot market. I'm 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 hearing real no. I'm hearing realtors saying more that it is a top of the market. Okay, and that we're the, the sentiment's leaning towards more like more to sell than it is to buy. Hmm. But on a on a small scale. Yeah. But we're not hearing it from the owners. We're hearing uh, we're not hearing people say, "Oh yeah, I'm just going to sit on the sideline and, and watch home prices go." We don't hear that a lot, as opposed to people um, on the mortgage side. We're seeing more people saying, "Hey, we've." enjoyed more equity that 13% last year, even during COVID. And that's, and they're like, it's crazy. And how much can I borrow now? Yeah. And they're taking cash out. A lot of our transactions are people taking money to maybe buy investment property. Last year, a lot of people ran up their credit cards. Yeah. Um, and they, they're paying that off. Um, so we're seeing a lot more transactions where people are taking advantage of the higher home values as opposed to people saying we're going to sit around and wait. Most of the people that we work with, and I think this is a new mentality that came out of the Dodd-Frank, was um, the they're wiser with their funds when it comes to the, their house. They don't treat it more like a uh, as a bank as they used to. Uh, they, you can't go over 90% on cash-out loans. In some cases, you can, uh, depending on what type of loan you're doing, like VA and FHA. Uh, VA, I think, you go up to 90 the um, so there's been some changes in the way that people treat that equity, yeah, and, and a lot of it has to do with the way that the, the reform that came out of Dodd Frank when it comes to mortgages and ability to repay rule. So we just have a different kind of consumer today, but I don't think people are sitting around waiting for it to peak. What we're looking at more closely is the how long our low interest rates environment is going to exist and have the um, low inventory. Because as soon as those things start crisscrossing and going the other direction, that's when we're going to start seeing more inventory hit the market. More, um, and then we're going to see that the sellers see the other side. They're seeing more opportunities and more inventory where they can move to. Right now, we don't see that. So sellers are just hanging back and they're enjoying the, the ride, but they're not trying to predict it until you see the other elements where on the other end, which is more inventory to where they want to move. And, and inventory is running out everywhere. Yeah. But that, but we are seeing a, I think we saw a five percent increase, just recently in inventory nation nationally. So regionally, of course, some of that's going to be a little bit different. Like Seattle, for example, they're completely running out of inventory. Um, Phoenix, Vegas, um, small tiered cities are really seeing a crunch in inventory. You know what's crazy about Phoenix? A friend of mine was out of town this weekend. He goes, yeah, I had to go get my mom. I'm like, why? 
I guess she's in Phoenix and she refuses to turn the air conditioner and it's 120. Oh my gosh. So it'll be interesting uh, to see how climate affects home prices in the future because to me it's still it's still interest rates. It's not climate, but um, I'm not going to move to Phoenix. Well, there's another saying in our industry that that products drive the market. Okay. Um, so that makes co- me a little co- nervous. COVID, yes, it does, and that's we are seeing more and more riskier products, and it could be just a small like L, uh, credit. You know, we could take a little lower credit score or a higher cash out loan to value. Uh, but we're seeing more and more of those products coming out that were taken away last year, and they're just rebounding and coming back into the market. So as soon as you start seeing the lending side get desperate, and that's probably the strongest word I could use, desperate to get clients. Well, you you and, robbed Dodd-Frank. Barney Frank was the guy who made lending standards too loose, and I think he caused the housing recession in 2006, 2008, because we were, you were lending money to people who didn't deserve it well, versus now. And that's why we're not going to have that kind of right, crash now then, that we had then. Correct. And the majority of the people that own houses have gone through that, where as these new products that are coming out is a kind of a sign that they're looking for more business Okay, and they're pushing people into riskier products. Sounds good. You can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. <coughs> What's your phrase? You get loans done? I get, I get loans done. I get loads done. It's on his bumper sticker. I think it's one of the dumber phrases, but I'm going with it. It's no longer on the website. (laughs) You can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoadSource.com. You can find me at Rob Black's show. Thanks for listening. Hopefully there was some insight in there today. Maybe a little bit. Rob doesn't like realtors who have, eh. Rob doesn't like title copy. Find Rob at RobBlackShow.com. This is the Rob Black Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.